three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Mentality. We're your hosts. My name is Harris. And my name is Sarai. And our podcast is all about mental health, advice, relationships, and personal struggles. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to our podcast. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back again. Also, don't forget to follow, share, and download on all social media and streaming services. You'll find us at Raw Mentality Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Raw Mentality Podcast. And let's go ahead and get into our show. Let's get into it. another episode of raw mentality podcast rmp hi there so bros so enthusiastic of you <laughs> i was yawning because okay so today we have a topic for you um which we have a we, which we actually haven't prepared for jack shit again i think we're on this trend right now of not preparing anything um which is cool because we're super busy so you yeah, kind of just go off the I cuff think. on these things um but I feel like it, it's Loki. I feel like it's kind of going back to like our first few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of weird because like we had everything planned. Like, oh, excuse me. We had everything planned. Like we were going to go crazy um, yeah. with all the segments and like do all this crazy stuff. And then essentially like it fell off. All those changes kind of just like went and we went back to like just talking. And it's not even like we talked about doing it. It just happened. It just kind of happened. Because yeah. we were both like under pressure and stress. So. Um, <laughs> refer yeah. back to uh season one where we talk about um stress yeah so today's episode we want to talk actually a little bit about something that's more personal to us more in the scope of mental health um yeah. you want to introduce what the topic is yeah i i don't know what we're gonna name this yet tbh but um i don't know what we're gonna name this yet to be honest but um we're gonna be talking about our past experiences with therapy as kids because we both went well i was younger than you i was a teenager you were a teenager i was a teenager i was in fifth grade but we'll get into it yeah okay so let's get into it do you want to start off sure because i guess it happened before yours now yeah i mean i guess i don't know i don't know it's different things I don't know. What, what, do you, what would you, do you want to start off? Yeah, you can go ahead and start off. Sure, dude. Sure, dude. <laughs> so um, I think I've talked about it, obviously, on this pod before, but like um, it all basically stemmed from my mom thinking that I was depressed when my parents divorced and like high key I was, but for like those reasons, other reasons, you know, whatever. So then I started. Um, reading fiction books basically about vampires and all this crap and um like my mom thought that I was like going psychotic and like basically hecky maybe I was <laughs> and and like That's um funny. I don't know about funny but I mean she was really scared like she started taking away my books and like she didn't know what to do because like usually like a kid would be on their phone or like their tablet whatever the hell I was on my books, you know. She took my my books away. <laughs> like, how ironic, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So, like, she she didn't have money to put me through. I guess, like, you know, a professional that's actually professional. <laughs> so we had to go um throughout like Medicaid because that's what we had growing up. We had Medicaid. And, like, somehow she found, like, a program through them that was, I guess, free or included or whatever the hell it is. And that's where I went. Not to talk shit about anything about, you know, I'm, I don't really care about that. It's just, like, that's how it was. Like, it wasn't the best, let's be honest here. Yeah. Can't expect the best quality from cheap, you know, yeah. cheap labor, essentially. Yeah. So um she was cool i uh, it was a girl uh, it was a woman i guess mm -hmm. and um she was like trying to ask me questions but like she pre-diagnosed me without even meeting me which was freaking weird i was like sure dude and like she basically was like oh it's because you guys are getting divorced that your daughter's like that so everything that she asked me was having to do with that and not ever actually asked me like what is actually wrong with you like, not wrong with me, but, like, what's going on, you know? 
Yeah. Like everything was like, oh, like, how do you feel about your parents' divorce? Oh, like, what do you hear or what have you heard that swayed your parents? Like everything was having to do with my parents. I was like. That's messed up, man. I know. I mean, like, like I knew and I don't know that I would have opened up to her knowing that she didn't even give me the time of day. It was just kind of like, okay, like you're here for, uh, I think it was like 40 minutes or so or something like that. And um, we're, we're just going to, like, ask you questions because I have already, like, diagnosed you. But we're, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it, if that's what it was. But it's, that's like what it felt filling, like. it's like they're filling out the checklist backwards. Yeah. It was they're really like, okay, like we had the diagnosis. Let's just do the rest of this BS so we can get it out of the way. Pretty much. Basically. That sucks. That's, yeah. that's, that's horrible. And I feel like a lot of people, that's kind of like how their mental health and, and, you know, just even healthcare in general is treated a lot of times. Yeah. And then the thing is that, like, my mom thought that since it was happening to me, it was going to happen to my younger brother, which was um, the one that's, like, following me. Um, so we were in the in the room together. Like, it was all three of us. And, like, she, she would basically, like, ask us. It wasn't even, like... A youth thing. It was everybody. It was, like, a, a group family. Everything. Which I get. Like, maybe that's that's genuinely what she thought I had. Maybe it was genuine. I, who knows, you know? But I didn't feel like it. Yeah. It, it was definitely not like that. I hear you. It's different when you get that personal one-on-one care. Yeah. Um, That's that's what I've, you know, went through for me personally. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, did they, when they diagnosed you, was there, like, any medication that you had to go on? Was there anything that you had to do? Or was it just no. a diagnosis? And they did they treat you at all? Did they tell you how to, how it could be treated? You know, what was the extent of what they did for you? Did they do anything at all? No. So how it, so I know, like, I guess I talked about it already, but basically how it went is my mom went in first because she had to talk to my mom before she talked to me, I guess. Okay. Um, My mom told them what was going on. And then she was like, oh, it's, it's really simple. It's because of this, right? Because mm-hmm. in this situation, it was my parents' divorce. Okay. So she was like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Like, we'll get to it. And, you know, my mom was like, okay, like, finally someone that gave me an answer. I don't blame my mom at all. Like, she did what she thought was best. Cool. Like, she trusted in a quote-unquote professional. I don't even know if what that was is, like, the way it's supposed to be, if it's legal, if it's not legal. Like, you guys tell me. Whoever's been in therapy, please tell me. Um, Because, again, you know. Well, I'll tell you, mine was completely different. It was it. Mine was completely different. Interesting. Completely different experience. Tell me about it. My experience with therapy, um, like I said, I had a one-on-one session. It was with a woman. Um, I'm not sure about her age. She was definitely a little bit older, not not like super old or anything, mm-hmm. but like mature. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, we were basically, we talked about like, Whatever was bothering me at the time, emotional triggers, um, she really got to know me. And basically all it was was just like, you know, me starting off the conversation. It's like a specific style of of uh, of um, analyzing patients. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it's called. But, or like it's like a specific type of, um, I guess, psychotherapy that's that's utilized or um, a way of, of doing psychotherapy. They just sit back and listen to you. Um I remember, I forgot the term, I learned it in high school when I took my AP Psych class. Those of you that remember from my previous episode, I took an AP Psych class in high school. <laughs> yeah. And I asked her about it, and she was like, yeah, you're right, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yeah, okay, so, like, I know what's, kind of, like, it's cool, like, you know what's going on there, but, like, not actually, because, like, I just know, like, the basic stuff. Right, you know the definition of what I know she's the definition doing. of what she's doing, that's it. But it's cool, because, like, I get the gist. Right. So, um, basically, yeah, she would just ask me questions. Every now and then when the conversation would go stale. But for the most part, it was me talking. Um, kind of yeah. similar to just us having a conversation. She would never really give me any suggestions. Kind of just let me come to my conclusions on my own. Um, which I felt like was really helpful. Uh, but she did diagnose me with minor depression. It wasn't anything major. Nothing that I had to be prescribed anything for. Um, she would talk to my parents and um, even my little sister. Um, but only after we were done with our one-on-one session, hmm. um, which we usually had, like, I think either it was either 30 minutes or an hour. Mm-hmm. And I think if it was an hour, I think we either, either we split that hour into 30 minutes with the family, 30 minutes between us or 45 and 15 with the family. I don't know. Something like that. Right. 
Um, it was relatively cheap too. I'm not gonna lie, because of insurance too. Um, the insurance definitely helps. Hmm. Um, at least you know, as as far as like the payments that we had to make out of pocket. Right. Um, obviously, you know, the cost of the care is is the same regardless whether you have insurance or not. It's just you know it's being billed to the insurance. You know this better than I do. Yes. I don't know, at least with, okay, that's probably like really off topic and it is, but with dentistry, did you know that uh, with each insurance, they charge different rates? Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, they do. Then they so, probably do it with medical too. I'm assuming so. Because, I mean, I went to a chiropractor with uh, my then friend and since I had no insurance, I was paying out of pocket. They were charging me like $600. Oh yeah, I remember you. Yeah. I remember you they were charging me like $600, but if I paid in full... I would get twenty five percent off, so I ended up paying seventy five percent of six hundred dollars. Which so four hundred? Yeah, uh, someone do the math. And then, um, since that. she had medical insurance, they checked her insurance, and her copay was two thousand. And they said that they would give her fifty percent off, and she would still pay a thousand, but she was paying like almost, I mean, double what I was paying if she went through with it. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, crazy, huh? Yeah, the man. more you know. So, so if you guys are. You know, out there with insurance, don't be scammed because I mean it's not scam. It's just like how it's in place. That's true. That's just how it is. They milk that's the money out of the insurance companies. Yup. Um, that's basically what insurance company. I like. I feel like ins- insurance companies are looked at as just big banks. Yeah. That have a few barriers that you just get into, and then once you get into it, you just take what you need. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is not an insurance, but <clears throat> I mean, if you guys have questions about dental and if I can answer it. Or, yeah. Obviously, I know my way of explaining a lot of these things is stupid. I'm not a professional on anything yet. Me neither, dude. I'm still going to school for business, but I'm going for a music business degree, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I'm not accredited with anything. Yeah. She's but actually going to school for accounting. I think we've mentioned that before. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, going back into the therapy thing. Mm-hmm. So, how did you feel going to therapy? Can I ask? Uh, it was honestly... I asked I asked for it. I told my parents, I was like, hey, I, I think I need to talk to somebody, like somebody with no strings attached type of thing, like mm-hmm. somebody that I don't know. didn't even matter if it, like, obviously it mattered if it was a professional right. to my parents and stuff. But to me, I was just like, I just need to talk to somebody. I need some kind of, some kind of help. So I didn't really care what it was, but my parents ended up finding some, th- this woman not that far from where we lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. It really, it was a really nice office, like real clinical, like you mm-hmm. know, it was like you know, legitimate, nothing, okay. nothing foo about it. Um, and I opened up right away. I mean, like she literally, it wasn't like you know, I instantly got into like the deepest, darkest secrets of myself. Yeah, I don't even know if I really gave her that much necessarily, but I gave her like what I needed to get off my chest, type of things. Okay. Um, I just started off with like obviously like you know talking to her about myself. I think one of the initial questions he asked me was like, you know, what's bothering? What brings you here, basically? And I yeah. was kind of obviously like, you know, we got into it from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, be open to discussion. Don't be a negative Nancy when you go to therapy, like if they're trying to have a discussion with you. But also mm-hmm. understand like there's different cor- this, there's different forms of, of uh, therapy, and, therapy and reasons why people go to Definitely. therapy. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, dude. Definitely. Like it's tough. Like my reason for going to therapy was kind of stupid. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I necessarily. Kind of I wouldn't necessarily say it was stupid because I was diagnosed with minor depression. Yeah. But, um, like the bulk of it was talking about like just like past relationships. Um, you were brought up a lot because we started dating around that time. Oh yeah. <laughs> and she started noticing like I started feeling better like when we started dating and everything too. Yeah. But there was like always like still like issues in in the background and stuff that we would still talk about. Mm. Um. But that was kind of like the face value of the stuff that we were talking about. Really, like, I, I feel like most of it was just me feeling like a failure. That's what I would talk to her mainly about. And I feel like she got that, under, like, she understood that. It was without necessarily having to be said. Yeah. Um, You know, so she would just assure me type of things, like, you know, just keep doing your thing. Like, I don't really know. I mean, like, it's tough to say like, exactly what she did. She didn't necessarily treat me. She kind of, like I said, she let me come to my own answers. It's not like I had major depression either. I had minor depression. Nothing that needed to be diagnosed or nothing that needed to be treated, like, you know, with external mm-hmm. medication. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, either. I don't think um, that I remember everything about it, to be honest with you. I kind of just remember the the feeling 
And it was, I mean, it was fifth grade, so I was old enough to remember, but I don't think I really cared because it didn't really do anything for me, yeah. aside from maybe bringing my mom a little bit of peace of mind, which was cool, I guess. <laughs> um, but um, it was all sketch, to be honest with you, because it was like, there's a bank, okay? It was like a bank that was kind of like low-key abandoned, but like not abandoned, if that makes sense. Like it's in the middle of... Uh, a somewhat busy street but no one ever goes to it at least it looks like and then um, it was under the bank so it was like in the basement of the bank so it was weird it was pretty freaking weird and and it wasn't like a big bank or anything like that like nothing commercial or anything it's like one of those like um, I don't know maybe a credit unit or something like that yeah, I don't I don't like really something remember weird, something sketchy yeah it was by where we used to live like back in the day we moved since obviously Um, did you get any one on one time at all with her Probably, like, once or twice, but it was mostly, like, treated as, like, a family thing. It was never, like, a... Like, it all started because of my parents' separation, and she thought that I was going to, like, harm myself. That's another thing. So, I, I won't get into that, but... um, Like, she just thought that I was, like, going to do something to myself, basically. Yeah. And, like, yeah, that's kind of why she took me there, and she... Um, what kind of help did you get from her? I'm telling you, like, not anything. They didn't do anything? They didn't suggest anything to your mom? Like They suggested... All you guys did was talk about your problems and then dip? Yeah. That's all you guys did? Yes. No suggestions? Unless unless she told my mom about maybe medicine and I just never was in the loop with about it. But I don't think so because my mom told... She was very, like, honest about it, about stuff. Yeah. Maybe she kept it from me to protect me. Maybe. But to this day, for her to not have told me something about it, that's weird because yeah, she tells me. See, like, because they offered me medication, but they didn't make it a main thing. Like, because obviously, like, like I said, for me, it was like a minor thing. Mm -hmm. But they were just like, if like they told my parents because I was still underage at the time. I was think I think I was like sixteen. I want to say, mm -hmm. um, sixteen going on seventeen, around that age, and yeah, like. It was after the session, like, when all the sessions were pretty much coming to a close and, like, we were feeling, like, okay, like, she would ask me, like, okay, like, are you feeling like you don't need to go to these sessions anymore? Like, are you, mm -hmm. there, like, you know, we, we can pick back up whenever, whenever down the road, like, if you ever need it again. But, like, are you feeling, like, right now, like, is a good time for you to, like, start getting waned off? We could do, like, shorter sessions. I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. I think I think we could do, like, another two sessions, blah, blah, blah. And then she brought mm -hmm. up, like, yeah, so I, I, I'm diagnosing Harris with minor depression. I don't think he needs medication, but if yeah. if you want to explore those options, we can explore those options. Right. They okay. gave them the option, but it wasn't That's like cool. anything major. That's what I'm saying. Otherwise, she would have been like, I believe he needs this. Yeah. Scribbled it down. Like, that's what I'm saying. That I'm just giving you kind of like from my experience because she was mm -hmm. very professional. Yeah. She was very professional, like my, my psychiatrist, therapist, whatever you want to call her. Right. Huh. <clears throat> no. Um. After that, we just kind of stopped going because, like, my mom saw that I don't, she said that it didn't really do much for anybody, aside from maybe, like, give her maybe a little bit of relief. Yeah. That we saw someone. But, because that's, like, a big thing. Like, in, in the Hispanic culture, like, there's the thing where you don't talk to nobody about nothing. Like, if there's a problem, then you have a problem and, like, it's you. I think it's funny how your mom started taking you to therapy for just like getting into vampires and like dark right? stuff. Okay, no, but that was me. That was me my entire childhood. You can no. ask my mom. That's that's what I did. I was I was always making dark drawings. Always, always. Yeah. Like they never took me to a therapist. I mean, low key. I mean, I'm I'm like leaving some stuff out, but low key, I was I was like kind of like, you know, like when you're a kid and you have like a wild imagination. Yeah, I still had that. With, like, the grown-up tendencies. So it was kind of like a weird mix. I kind of understand why it was weird, to be honest with you. Can you explain a little bit better? Yeah. So I I basically would, um, like, with my friends, I would be like, oh, like, I'm a vampire and stuff like that. I would openly say, like, oh, I'm a vampire. And, like, I don't know. It just, it, it was, like, one of those things that I thought was cool. Like, if I say, like, oh, I'm a vampire, then, you know, I thought it was cool. And, like, I don't know if... if I don't know. I don't really remember too much about it, but I thought it was funny. But hmm. I guess my parents didn't think it was funny. <laughs> I, I think they actually thought that I thought that I was a vampire when I when I just did it to be like funny or whatever the hell it was, you know, child stuff. Yeah. 
And that's when the freakout started. They were like, oh, my God, like, she's, like, got depression and all this. And, and like, I mean, high-key I did. But I, even back then, I was pretty good about hiding my, my emotions. I've always been pretty good at hiding my emotions. I don't know where, where it came from. Like, You are very good at hiding your emotions. Yeah. And it's not a good thing at all, to be honest with you. No. It sucks because then I'm like, I want to say something, but why am I not saying it? And then I want to say it, and then, and then I feel like it's too late. I'm like, dang, okay, it's too late to say something. Have you ever thought about wanting to go to uh, a mental health care professional again since then? Yeah, hell yeah. I think I think even recently I told you I need to go see someone because I was thinking like negative things and you know the I've talked about it here like feeling like I'm not real mm-hmm. and all this and I genuinely do need to go see one like genuinely. Um, I don't know. Like I do remember my mom saying that, um, like. I could have depression, but I don't know. We start, we, that's the thing. That's really weird. I, we stopped going like out of nowhere to make like, those therapies. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened because the therapist would talk to my mom more than me. And I feel like my mom w- would hide some stuff to make me feel better, but not others. Yeah. So I don't know if I was actually ever diagnosed with depression or not. And that's what's I'm like, okay, well, I feel like I would if I went. But then again, this professional is not really professional. So what's going on? So I don't know. It was just kind of like a waste of time in my eyes because. It sounds like it. It definitely sounds like a waste of time. Because it got nothing done for me. Like, like had it helped me like even like a centimeter of like what is actually wrong with me or whatever. Like I would be like, okay, cool. Well, that's the thing I I think with like mental health, especially in this country is like, how do you treat it? You know, a lot of people just think, okay, let me take a pill and like it makes everything better. Yeah. Um, even people that know that it doesn't work that way, they, you know, they feel like they're forced and they have no option besides that. Yeah. When, when actually like, I feel like some people maybe like, obviously a lot of people need it and that's, that's, if it's, if it's something you need, then do it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If If it's recommended and you need it and you are willing to do it do it please, please yeah do it. obviously like if you if you obviously like need but if like you've me, been diagnosed it and you yeah. feel like you genuinely need them take them yeah but like me had she said oh well like i was pre-diagnosed without the even meeting me yeah. had she said yeah she no, already needs ridiculous. medicine the t- first time like i would have been put on medicine No, that's ridiculous yeah no they're like what the heck <laughs> i feel like the majority of mental health care isn't like that in the country I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. I could be wrong. I really don't. But like from what I've dealt with, even even like outside of like my own mm-hmm. treatment that I received, like just like from seeing it, like from the industry that I worked in previously, like obviously like I worked with mainly with like people who were addicted to substances mm-hmm. and I would see, you know, mental health care professionals and they were usually always pretty professional. Like they weren't yeah. um, pre-diagnosing people or, or pre-prescribing the medications before even meeting them. I mean, I don't think she pre. Um, I don't, yeah, yeah, no, that's I know. just me, like saying, like, what if she had? I know, but like, that's still like, you know, I get it. Obviously, they have to have a conversation with the parents. Yeah. Probably before the kid, um, just to get an overview of like what the issue is from the parents' perspective. But it kind of feels like you were robbed. Of, like I said, it sounds like you were robbed of that one-on-one time, essentially. Yeah. Because the whole thing started because your parents thought you were, had a problem. Yeah. So they sent you there to see if you had a problem, and from what it sounds like, you did, but. You, therapist didn't really Do figure out what the real problem was she yeah. just kind of masked over it with with some tape and was like oh yeah slap slap divorce onto it that's all it is yep um and that thing that's kind of bogus because see that's that's what i don't know like i've never been used to that at least not from my experiences from like the people that i've seen working in that field i, I usually don't see that i feel like there's a lot of professional people mm-hmm. out there like genuinely trying to be good yeah. But then, you know, stories like yours, and I hear a lot of stories like yours, it's not just you. Yeah. Um, you know, the stuff just gets glossed over. Even in the same community that where I'm from, from the same professionals that I think are professional, a lot of times people will say the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's kind of hard to discern discern um, from, you know, what's really beneficial, what's not. So I feel like at the end of the day, you got to go out there and figure out for yourself. You've got to go out. If you genuinely feel like you need help, go out and search it and see what helps you best. Yeah. I um I actually was talking to someone. I don't want to say who, but I was talking to someone and she says that she's been going to therapy on and off her whole life. 
And um, she said that there's people that she's been able to open up to. There's people that she can't, like, there's no yeah. connection. Yeah. And she said that um, she was very, like, basically, like, distraught when the person that she was seeing for all these years that she had a connection with, like, moved away and it sucked. Yeah. See, I got lucky. Yeah. I got lucky with that one lady, like, right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. being able to open up to her. Yeah. I feel uh, like I feel like a lot of people, even if you go to professionals, it's t- it's tough. Like yeah. I, that's that's exactly what I was saying. Is like some people feel like, oh, they're just mm-hmm. like some doctor trying to push some big pharma pills on me. Mm-hmm. But those people, that might be the only way that they're looking at it. In my view, I don't know. In my personal view, for like people like myself who had the issues that I do, um, if you think that you need pills and stuff like that, I feel like you're looking at yourself as a robot essentially. Like if I put this substance into my brain, I'll stop thinking these thoughts. Um, and I feel like that's not attacking the root cause of the problem a lot of the times mm-hmm. with mental trauma. Um, you know, if you go back to our last episode, we talk about relationship trauma and stuff like that. So yeah. kind of an on off note, but yeah, you know, I, I feel like trauma is the root cause of a lot of the issues that people have mentally. Um, that's true. Particularly unprocessed trauma, trauma that they suppressed or um, maybe can't get out of their head necessarily. Um, obviously I'm speaking generally for depression and, and anxiety and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, obviously when you talk about like schizophrenia and different issues like those, um, that's kind of out of scope from, from what I'm talking about. Right. Um, we're talking about like people that like us, but that... a lot of those things can all be together though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. A lot I of those know. things can all go together. I feel like, like even, you know, you know, you know, most of everything about me at this point. Like, do you think that maybe had she chipped in a little bit, little bit into me, she would have found something? I don't know, because you have a lot of defensive walls that you put up. It's really tough. And the thing is, you have to want to get help from the person that you're talking to. You have to trust that person. um, And you have to want to let them in. Otherwise, it doesn't work. That's but you true. also have to discern what they're doing too while you're doing it. Like even as a, even when I was going through the therapy, like I still knew like what was going on. Like I said, I knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Just because I was lucky enough to take a college class on psychology and know a tiny little bit about what they do, you know, like just a little bit. So that helped me kind of um, educating yourself about mental health. I feel like is the first step, and then from there you know, go and find a professional that you feel like will help you best. Try to narrow down the field because there's different forms, like I said, of therapists. Like, they're not all the same. Right. They don't They don't all do the same. Uh, they, don't, they don't all have the same process, I mm-hmm. should say. They all have different processes and different perspectives on, on how mental health should be treated. True that. I think, I think with you, you have to want it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to genuinely want it and, and let somebody and you can't just say that you want it and then when you go there you don't you don't tell them because I feel like that's something that you would do yeah I know I feel like you would say you would do you would do it just to put in the effort and tell yourself that you tried yeah to tell yourself that you tried um, and that way you wouldn't feel bad about it but then you'd be like yeah, oh right. it didn't really help me and then you would use it as a blanket thing I feel like you genuinely yeah. have to want it if you really want it to help you and, and you genuinely feel like you have a problem and I think you're right because again I, I want to go but the thing is, when I get there, I don't know if I'm going to want to ask for help because you know how I feel about that. But that's the thing, though. That the, the good thing about it is that it's all no strings attached. You don't know this person outside mm-hmm. of there, and you'll probably never see them outside of there because they're stupid rich and probably don't go to the places where you where you go to. Not all of them. They get paid good money. Some. They get paid pretty good money. Mm-hmm. At least the ones that I went to. Like, like at the, least the, the, she, yeah. I know she got paid good money. She was dressed like she got paid good money. Okay. And her office looked like she got paid good money. <laughs> See, it was small. It wasn't huge. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I was at a millionaire's place, but like she got paid good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what the whole point of it was with me saying that. The quality, maybe? Yeah. You just have to go to somebody who's high quality, I feel like, and you have to genuinely trust them. Yeah. Um, do your research, obviously. True. Check ratings. Oh, but I don't just, always trust ratings. I just remembered the second. Okay. So that was in fifth grade, right? So in seventh grade, my mom wanted to put me through therapy again, and I said no. Really? Yes. I denied, like, going to treatment. How come? You felt like it was going to be the same thing again? Yeah, because it was by—I it, it, don't think it would have been the same place, 
that we were going to go. Mm-hmm. But it was basically like through the same program. program. So I don't know. I felt like it wasn't going to do anything. Plus, like the reason why was because I don't. Th- I, okay. I understand. I really do. But I thought this was kind of like in my case, I thought it was kind of dumb for. I don't know. So, okay. Hear this out. So um, I was in seventh grade and like I was chubby right so i would wear cardigans on top of everything it it was like um a uniform that we had yeah school and uniform. yeah school uniform that we had to wear and it was like a private school oh no no whoa no public school it yeah. was a public school in that private school but we had to wear uniforms and um i i felt like a little insecure so i would wear a cardigan and the cardigan obviously was long sleeve so since I would always wear them, even in summer when it was really freaking hot, like the teachers thought that I was hiding something behind the cardigan, mm-hmm. aka they thought that I was like you know harming myself. Harming yourself, yeah. So the teachers would obviously like bring it up to my mom, but since at home I would wear like t-shirts and all that stuff, my mom knew it wasn't true. But mm-hmm. she was she got concerned again because she was like, okay, well, like this happened before, like where you were acting weird, you're acting weird again. And I was like, well, this time you, again, like, I, I feel like it was just glossed over. It was never really asked. Yeah. Like, okay, you're jumping to conclusions. In this case, it wasn't a professional. It was like, you know. That kind of reminds me of a situation. I think I may have talked about it on the podcast before. What's up? Um, But it's a, a situation that I went through when I was younger. I want to say in first or second grade. Um, The very same teacher that I said was oh yes was, yes, yes. was stupid fine yes um and i still think she's stupid fine i'm sorry yeah we looked her up but uh, yeah, we talked about it but um <laughs> we don't gotta go there again yeah but um yeah apparently like and this is where i think like uh, your stories like yours and mine like i i feel like school teachers should stay in their lane when it comes to like mental health like okay i understand like because they have to have concern but like really like don't just jump to conclusions yeah. um but anyways my story kind of basically like what happened was we went to a parent teacher conference and i think that teacher had told my parents that she thinks that i have ADD or ADHD and that mm-hmm. i needed to be put on ritalin um mm-hmm. all because i couldn't pay attention in class and i seem to be have like erratic behavior and maybe i do have ADD or ADHD um maybe i do i don't know and it's undiagnosed and it just went un- undiagnosed for years um but my parents like really didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So my teacher was like, oh, well, let's take him to the school nurse and she can like, you know, try to do something. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and obviously a school nurse is a different story. I, I feel like ca- call me out if I'm wrong on this, but I, I don't think a school nurse is qualified to diagnose mental health in children, at least from my understanding. I really don't know their credentials. I don't think they're I don't think they're diagnosed. I don't think they have the credentials for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, yeah, she tried to assure my parents that, yeah, you know, I think maybe he has like some issue with ADD, ADHD. My mom, the whole time in her head, is just like, no, it's because what you're teaching him is bullshit and he's too smart for what you're teaching him, which was partially true. Yeah. Which was partially true. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of the stuff I was learning in school, I was like, all right, like my mom already taught me how to do addition and subtraction when I was four. So like, I don't <laughs> like whatever you're teaching true. me right now. Like I already know, like I already knew how to read. Most of the kids didn't really know how to read. I always had like a high, like reading level. Yeah. Um, the only stuff that was cool to me was like when I got to read a book or like when I got to use my imagination on something in arts class or when we were taking a test, then I was quiet and would shut up and like would do my test. But like when they were teaching something and it was just like got awful boring, like Mm -hmm. vocabulary, I'm like, all right, this is boring. I'm going to talk to my friends and just talk, 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 talk. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to put me on Ritalin, you know? And like I said, maybe, maybe I do have undiagnosed ADD, ADHD, but I'm still forever thankful that my parents did not listen to them mm-hmm. and put me on Ritalin because I feel like genuinely if I had those neurotransmitters put into my brain at that young age, you know, being given those external, yeah, external medication, basically, like, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it would have changed me completely as a person. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I think so. I, gen- I, do, I really do think so. Because I'll be honest, like, I've done drugs in my life, and that was, like, you know, I, I've, before, like, me and my friends, we've played around with, like, Adderall and uh, Vyvanse and, and all those different drugs. And, like, you know, we, we've done stupid stuff with, with mm-hmm. them and taken them just for pleasure. And I've noticed the effect that they have on me, and it's just, I, f- I can't imagine kids taking it. 
if I had to tell you the truth. I can't imagine kids taking it. Like somebody as young as me as I was in fifth in first or first or second grade, I can't imagine that. Maybe if you're in high school, yeah. Or maybe if like your issue is like so extreme that you really need it. Like your kid is basically like hitting their head on the wall and can't stop like with the emotional outbursts. Yeah. I can see that, but uh, I mean, otherwise I really can't see any other reason. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong. Like I said, to, to each his own, like everyone has to go seek their own mental health. If you have children and you feel like they need to seek, uh, if you, if you like, if you, I should say, if you feel like you, your child needs a mental health professional, um, definitely, like I said, do your research, seek out those services and try to find out what works best for you. It's not always, you know, the shoe doesn't fit everybody. Yeah. Um, I feel like, like specifically with our case, like, listen to your kid. Even when, when they're not talking or saying anything, they're saying something by that, too. Sometimes kids can lie, too, about themselves and about what they feel. That's true, but I'd rather, like, You have to have a discerned to... eye. You have to really care. Yeah. You have to really care, I feel like, as a parent. Yeah. You have to really give a shit. Yeah. You know? That's the first step for for mental health in kids. And not to say anything about your mom, but I feel like she was just looking for a problem to a, or she was looking for a solution that to a problem she couldn't really solve. I know. I did feel bad though, t- to be honest. I've mm-hmm. always been like self-aware and like I know I feel like I know I don't really know, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But even back then I would feel bad cuz I'm like, dang, my mom's just like doing her best. And think about it, like, she grew up in a whole different other country where mental health was kind of, like, put not even the back burner, it just wasn't on the burner at all. Because they were more concerned of, like, hey, what are we going to eat? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, hey. I feel like, like a lot of people dealt with that similarly. I mean, like, obviously, yeah. Um, it's kind of a similar thing with my parents. You know, they came from a war, and that yeah, whole generation, definitely. that whole generation has mental trauma to another level, to another degree. Mm-hmm. A whole, everybody who came from that. And like, you know, even the kids who subsequently grew up with parents uh, or family that came out of those situations all have some kind of mental trauma Something, yeah. Um, from that. So that's kind of yeah. messed up. And, and, you know, you can say that mental health isn't focused on and it's true. It's not focused on at all. It's all kind of glossed over. But you also have to focus on it yourself. It's, you know, it's, I feel like it's more of a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more about like, you know, you want to focus on the mental health for yourself and those people that are around you that you care about. Let's be honest. Like you don't really care too much for the mental health of a stranger, but I feel like there's also an issue in that too. Um, but that's a whole issue outside of the scope of what we're talking about today. Jeez. Um, so I think we should try to take it to a lighter note and go on to match with us. Hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, so, let's do it. Let's go ahead and get into that. Here you go. And for a match with us today, I that hurt. Once again, smoking out of my lucky, trusty, rusty bowl. <laughs> I love this thing, man. I don't know. Next time I'll roll up a, a blunt or a joint, but the problem is... We were supposed to today. Yeah, we were, but I don't know. I just got sidetracked by so much work. i just been hitting the bowl all day, so I'm like, fuck it, let me pack one. <coughs> Ooh, hello. Ooh. <coughs> oh, hey. Hi. You look like you didn't even hit it. I did. I really did. Okay, okay, okay. He yeah. always does that to me. And She's I having do. a hard day, and she doesn't like to turn to weed for her problems, so I don't blame no, her. No, I don't. I like to feel my feelings. That's another thing. Of course. You should feel your feelings. I like to feel I don't run to weed. I don't run to weed for my problems. I'm just, like, so accustomed to smoking weed. It's kind of like my own form of self-treatment, which I shouldn't self-treat, but I did talk to I talked to my mental health professional when I went to her, her about it. Yeah? Yeah, I told her that I smoked weed, and she honestly was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, dude. Yeah, Whatever. like, you're not going to, like yourself into a depression from smoking weed like how you do mm-hmm. as long as i don't go crazy with it like i have friends that are smoking blunts or you know people that i've hung out with in the past that smoke blunts like every five minutes you know what i mean like every Ooh. 10 15 minutes i wish she was exaggerating it's like all right man like you don't really need it that much i get it you know we, we live in chicago it's part of the lifestyle 
A lot of people like to do it. A lot of people sure like do. to smoke. You know, it's it's a thing out here. It's a thing with a lot of people, especially like in the hip hop com- community, mm-hmm. um, in the musician community, just all communities everywhere. Like people like to smoke twenty four seven. They think smoking heavy is like a good thing. I feel like just smoke what you need is you know the well, whole point of it. I just smoke what I need. I don't smoke any more than it I need to. Refers to weed. Yeah. Not anything else. Yeah, I you don't, don't smoke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't condone anything else, but at least recreationally. I don't really condone anything else. Sure. Alcohol is okay, but I don't. Really, I personally don't like alcohol. I don't like drinking. I've stopped drinking a long time ago like that. Um, I like social drinking. I drink every now and then. Like, now I'll drink, like, one or two beers with when the boys. Out, or, maybe. like, when we go out. Yeah, like, you'll see me. I'll just drink, like, one beer. I usually stick to, like, one beer. Yeah, it's true. And then, like, if it's, like, all right... You know, like, when we were out with my guy, Jake, like, we had to take oh, a yeah. shot and all that. He was peer pressuring. He was peer pressuring. So I was like, all right, all right, all right. But, like, usually yeah. it's nothing like how when I was, like, on on the drugs all all the time, like, I would be drinking pretty much every single day. Yeah. Kind of that's the reason why I was fat. I'm not going to lie. I was fat. I, I think I was, like, around 200 pounds in, during that time of my life. Yeah. Right now I'm around 158 to, like, 165 around that range. True. So... Yeah, definitely cutting out the alcohol just big time was like a huge help in physically feeling better and mentally feeling better, I feel like. So what are we going to be talking about during Match With Us? This, whatever we're talking about. I mean, <laughs> this dude. there's nothing. I don't I don't, I don't. don't want to do quotes. I feel like. No, no, no. No quotes. I feel like today. all the quotes no are quotes corny. Today. No quotes. No we're just going to do Match Sorry, With dude. Us and then, you know, yeah. send you guys on your merry way. Yeah, we won't hold you too long. Yeah. But uh, if you want us to hold you, then go check out our last episode. I mean, this episode is about therapy. And to be real with you, like, mm-hmm. we've each only gone to therapy once in our life, like, throughout one period in our lives. Yeah. And I don't feel like it was really super extensive for either of us. So our talking points really are kind of limited on the whole subject. I feel like there's really not much else I could say besides what I have said. I mean, we could kind of talk about a few things, like a few hints that I have here and there. Like I said about the, you know, her saying that like weed is okay for me and stuff like that. So we actually paused the podcast for a second there um, before. Yeah. Like in the middle of us talking to you guys and then before match with us uh, while we were packing the bowl and stuff. Yeah. And we actually got into talking about um, me not having insurance and all that stuff. Yeah. And I told her, I mean, like, for me not having insurance for, um, or to afford, to 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 afford mental health care. Yeah. Um, and I told her, I mean, like, yeah, obviously like it's expensive, but you still have to try. I mean, like there's ways that you can do it. Obviously like, you know, Mm -hmm. get a full-time job and get medical insurance through your job. Maybe it sucks, but like, at least it's something that helps you cover some kind of bills for a C if it get, if it offers that coverage, yeah. look for a job that offers, you know, that that's within what you're doing that offers that kind of health care. I mean, they do offer insurance. My yeah. employer does offer insurance. So yeah, you can get insurance but, through your employer, but the thing is you have to work full time. No, I mean, I'm considered full time. Okay. So there. The problem is that I would pay for like a, a percentage of it monthly. And it will be coming out of my checks, obviously, right? Yeah, but I mean, so. if, if you genuinely have an issue that you need to deal with, I feel like mental health comes before all the other BS in your life. That's true. Before savings, before bills even, you should take care of your mental health. Because if you don't take care of your mental health, all of that can fall apart. Yeah, you're right. All of that can fall apart. It doesn't matter how much money you put into your savings account if you're going crazy in your head. And you feel like you can't hold it together, so you have to start taking days off work. And then, you know, eventually you lose your job, and then you have to rely on your savings, and then your savings dry up, and then what do you do? DoorDash, like me, I mean, like, you know, there's really only so many options you have. Um, Which is what I was telling her, is like, you know, you have to at least try, like, you know, exploiting whatever options that you do have. Um, Everybody has a starting point. You know, I don't... Obviously, like some situations are way tougher than others, and I'm sure that I've, you know, haven't haven't even gone into the details of those yet. And I'm sure that I don't even know too much about people who are like in tougher situations than us. Yeah. You know, maybe my story doesn't relate to them at all, but at least like I want to at least put the hope out there that there is a possibility of attaining good mental health care. I'm not going to lie to you. Part of the reason why I don't want to go back or why I haven't made as much effort to go back, I guess. Mm hmm. Um, is because I'm afraid of the breakthrough. 
You can't be afraid of the breakthrough. See, I like, am afraid of the breakthrough. See, like, I've noticed when we talk um, and we have issues, when, when we have discussions about, like, your issues and stuff like that, you like it when I um, don't question you too much. Um, you like it when I just sit there and listen. And that's the thing I feel like, I, I might be wrong, but I feel like that that's what you would need to, is, like, you need to process your own thoughts. Um, I feel like a lot of the times, like, you're not talking through everything that you have to talk through. And talking no. through it is different than just thinking it. For me personally, like, when I talk through something, when I, when I speak it out loud, whatever my thought is, is different than internalizing it. That's very true. I don't know. I feel and like... I feel like Sorry to cut you off, no, but, it's okay. but I mean, like, honestly, like me doing me asking you questions like, you know, when you run out of a talking point can only do so much because, yes, I want to help you. Um, and I feel bad that I can't. But, you know, a mental health professional, I feel like they can ask the right questions to get you to that breakthrough that you would need to get through that. I so desperately try to get you to get you and like friends that I've helped out in the past to, um, you know, it's just that's. At least my take on it. I don't know. No. I don't know. It's hard because part of the things that I struggle with is letting people in. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, I I don't know how to trust someone. And I feel like even that would be really hard because of my trust issues. <laughs> I have trust issues. Like, think about it. I would have to go to therapy for, for so long just to even, like, be able to you know, break down a wall, break through, whatever it's called. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't, I like me picturing when I think about that right now, what I thought of was me and then all these walls and then people breaking through and that made me feel claustrophobic, even though it's like the complete opposite. That's that the complete sense, opposite. Though? I know. But my brain felt like I couldn't breathe and claustrophobic, even though it was like li- literally like the opposite of claustrophobic but i felt i think it's it, because your brain knows so that those are thoughts that you repress yeah i think it's because your brain is smart and it knows it doesn't want you to go through any agony i don't know i might be wrong but it's like your own biology also working against you trying to get you to like i don't know maybe go towards like simulate or, or go go towards situations that are the most comfortable for you physically mm-hmm. um and just going through mental something difficult mentally that you blocked out puts you in that physical distress. I think it's it's all, yes. I think it's also but you feel it you feel it I when feel you talk like, about it. I can't even When you talk like about right those emotions like you feel it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't deserve peace peace of mind. Everybody deserves peace of mind. I don't feel like I do. If why do I, why don't you feel like you do? I don't want to answer. Do that. you have some kind of guilt that holds you back? No. I feel like it's, um, I already struggle enough with forgiveness that I don't want even more things to forgive because that's even more effort that I have to eventually put in. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know, babe. Honestly, I I would love to tell you that, like, you know, you're right or you're wrong, but yeah, I think... Even here, what I'm doing, if I got to be honest with you're you... You're deflecting, I know. Is I'm, I'm, like, looping you into a little loop. I know, because you don't want to talk about but it. You, but you see that because you've already broken the yeah. broken past the little loop session that I do. I think you really need to talk to somebody who can help you out with your issues. Like I said, me me yeah. talking to you about them and like trying to ask you questions, I don't know the right questions to ask you to to get you to, to that breakthrough, like I, I said. Know. I don't, I don't I can really only get want you, you so to far. because I feel like that's too much to ask for even from you. I want to do it. I know. And, and I guess to, at the end of the day, I guess if it came down to it and you had all the answers for me like that, then I guess I would I would actually ask you for the help. But I know that you can't because, like, you know. That's another thing. What do you think about having a romantic relationship with a therapist? I I don't know. I don't, <laughs> ew, like you brought out the eye in me. Like that, one, uh, like that one show that we watched. Friends? No. Where Phoebe brings a therapist and then no, 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 oh, no, no, no. I, I guess like I mean for you, yeah, but oh. um, and Elise was her name. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, it was how to get away with murder. Yeah, how to get away with murder. Yeah, that was a really good show. She reminded me Very of my boss show. when I was working at the school as an admissions advisor. Oh yeah, we can't say her name, but like, hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey there. Um, you know who you are. 
She probably doesn't listen no, to this. No, she doesn't listen to this. I know for a fact. No, nah, I don't know. Actually, I, I don't know, know for a fact. No, nah, I know but for a fact. I know. Anyway. Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, go go watch that show because she, uh, the um, yeah how to one, how to yeah. get away with murder yeah and so she, good she's so a good. lawyer and who who's uh married married to, to her therapist her ther- psychiatrist yeah. or whatever yeah and then it turned out to be messed up because I think what happened was the therapist a lot of stuff was messed up to be I mean everything was messed up about that show it wasn't messed up. anyway um you know had I been her I would have definitely been through trauma yep yeah I feel that. But anyway, point of this episode is to for you to realize why we I don't even know. What what is the point of this? Was to talk about our therapy. Um for me at least I just wanted to talk yeah. about my therapy and, right. and just try to put a hope out there for people that are looking for help and for people that are thinking about getting help to get them to want to go get help. Um I think genuinely it does work wonders if you can find somebody that works for you. Um obviously first time's not the charm every time. I was lucky in my circumstance. Not everybody's going to have the same story as me. You were not, exactly. So, like, I like the fact that we have two sides of the same story to follow. I like the fact that I was able to talk to you about my thing a lot more in depth than even we have before. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. I high-key, but low-key, right, back then. But now, I'm willing to say this to you. I kind of, like, couldn't fit in my head that you were going to therapy i was dating someone that was going to therapy really yeah how come because i think it was it was um a little bit too close for me yeah. like i was like i like what if he what if he learned something this is where my mind went okay i'm sorry that's like, okay like i know it was it's it's a very selfish thought but I, it was like my own panic and my own like anxiety and my own uh como se llama uh panic I don't know what the right word would be. I can, I think, I, I, I have the word in my head, but I can't say it because I don't know. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. Whatever. Welcome to my brain. <laughs> for, your own so, com- for your own comfort, you wanted to. Yes. So w- when I thought about you going to therapy, I, I was scared that you were going to learn something and then use it on me. Really? Yeah. I was like, I, what if he learns like a method and then he uses it on me and then I'm scared now? No. I that didn't. sounds so stupid. I didn't really learn anything. I kind of just understood what she was doing on the very on the most basic level that you could possibly understand it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty well, pretty much why I was like, oh my God, he's going to therapy. So it, it had nothing to do with you. Hopefully, literally. hopefully us talking today also kind of just gave you a little bit of hope that you should go, or at least a little bit of pointers as to what to look for. Yeah, it I did. I hope for that too. Um, it did. And I hope it did the same thing for somebody, for anybody, for you, if you're listening to this. Um, mm-hmm. I think that before we go, I know we said no quotes, but surprise, surprise. She always has a few quotes up her ass. <laughs> she pulls them out. Yep. Okay. So. That sounded wrong. <laughs> that sounded wrong. Did it? It's just because. It's so immune to you at It's because my basketball coaches used, like, I remember my ba- basketball coach saying one time, where'd you pull that one out of your ass? Like, whenever somebody made a nice move or whatever. <laughs> so it's just stuck with me since, since then. I think it was like seventh grade. Yeah. Huh? Oh, okay. No, I was mouthing like the nah. the coaches thing. No, no, no. I was like seventh grade basketball coach. <laughs> but I didn't coach. know. I thought it was high school. Okay. Shout out to my seventh grade basketball coach. Woo. I don't know you, but woo. So anyway, the quote says, um, I truly believe that every single person has to go through something that absolutely destroys them so that they can figure out who they really are. And it doesn't say, it just says the mind's journal. On Pinterest, and there's a dude holding a backpack in the picture with like a flop. <laughs> Woo. Okay, can you repeat that quote one more time? Yeah, again. It says, "I truly believe that every single person has to go through something that absolutely destroys them, so that they can figure out who they really are." I agree. I I agree. Sorry. I <laughs> I no, but I do agree. Um. Kind of an off-topic, off-related note. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I've gone through something that destroyed me, but um, nothing made me crazier than when I tripped on shrooms for the first time. Um, what? Yeah, like, that... Well, I knew that already, but... That like, really, like... I've never done like, that. Like, I faced ego death. I faced 
some crazy stuff. And um, I remember, like, I literally grew, like, gray hairs on my face from the whole experience from the night. Literally, seriously. Oh, really? It really happened, yeah. I don't know, man. It was weird. Don't ask me about it. It was weird. Like, I noticed, not like it was, like, straight up gray. I didn't have, like, old man hairs. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm saying here. But, like, they were, like, lighter colored. Like, you could definitely tell. It was like, and they were fresh. It was weird. Sure, dude. That happened to me after I tripped shrooms and like it broke me down. But like, no, seriously, I'm, I'm making it sound funny now, but like, it's not funny. Yeah. Uh, I went through like a crazy, crazy, crazy experience that kind of just brought back all the emotions that I had faced um, and amplified them and put them in front of me. I'm not advocating for shrooms and the like saying that you should take them, but um, yeah, that was like one of the craziest experiences that broke me down. Hmm. On top of all the other previous experiences that broke me down. True. I picked that quote, honestly, because for me, I feel like I'm just at this point. I don't know who to be without my trauma. Whoa. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously. Like, no, but that's a true thing. I know. It's it's actually how I feel. I just have to deal with stuff. What you come from makes you. What you come from makes you. And then I'm I'm scared of the breakthrough because I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have the breakthrough, but then what if, what, what am I going to be? Happy? What? 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 How dare I? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you should classify yourself as, like, I'm a happy or a sad person. Yes, not. I no, think, you're right. I think, like, it's wrong to have too much of either emotion. To be like, oh, I'm a happy person. I'm a sad person. You know, what's life without either? Not to get like you know all BS woo woo on you, but like for no, real. No, but it's true. But that's why I like. What's to life? My what's life without the others? What's life? Yeah. But you know, you you have this immense sadness, and it's a burden that you can only carry on for so long, you know. And it's hard to offset that daily by trying to act positive when you know like there is an issue at the end. It's like it's like you're masking the problem yourself, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why I say like you have to genuinely you have to go through that breakthrough. That's kind of why I mentioned shrooms because like. That experience I had on shrooms was kind of a breakthrough. It put my, put my mind into like a thinking state that made me question myself and made me question everything. And uh, like I said, I'm not saying you should do it. I'm not saying it's the answer for everybody else, but it did help. And it wasn't the answer for me either. Like, you know, it, it did help though um, for me. Um, and I think you can get a similar experience with a therapist. I think you can get a similar experience, you know, just through conversation with somebody who genuinely cares about you, but it depends on what the trauma is in the person. Again, like for you, I, mm-hmm. I I can only do so much. I think. Yeah, but you've done so much more than, I mean, I've, I've said yeah. more to you than anyone else on this face of the planet. I know. <laughs> I know. But I think somebody with no strings attached could help you a lot more too. Probably. With to like issues with. that you think, because uh, let's be real, like everybody has issues and mm-hmm. like, you know, problems with their past that like they'll never believe, re- reveal to anybody no matter how close they are to them. Um, just because they feel like they'll be judged by that person, by whoever they reveal them to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is this, it was like a Facebook meme, but not like a funny meme that was going around, but it was talking about how the Japanese say that people have three faces. Oh, I saw that. They have the face that they show everybody, the face that they show sure. the closest, uh, people closest mm-hmm. to them, and then they have the face that they show only the, to themselves. themselves yeah. Um, Whoa. And that like, made me trip when I read it, to be honest. Yeah, and like, honestly, like, I've never shown you know, myself, my true right. self to anybody. I don't think anybody has. Um, but I think a therapist, a good therapist can get a good sense from what you do tell them. They can get a good sense. Like they, they read people very well and you have to, but like, that's, that's like you mentioned earlier with your friend, having a connection is very important to have a connection with a therapist. You have to feel it. Yeah. It sounds weird, but like, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And I've honestly, I kind of felt a connection with that lady that I was talking to. Not, like, on anything weird, but like, you know. Well, no, for sure, of course. Like, yeah. just, like, you know, I felt like she could help me type of yeah. thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, I think that about does it. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Raw Mentality. If you haven't already, make sure you follow us on all of our socials at Raw Mentality Podcast. We're on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. I'm sorry, Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> no, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Oh, wait, we don't have Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we don't have Twitter. We don't do that. Oh, also, we have a YouTube channel, y'all. I finally yes. figured out how to put on the stuff. Yes, we have YouTube, so make sure you check that out. Yeah, I'm a little behind at this point, but I'll catch up. Yep. And so on. Anyway, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and send it to our email, which is Podcast.